0: Hello, Tony. Welcome to Humanly Possible. Thanks, for so, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Well, thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here and looking forward to digging in.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Tony, tell everybody who you are um, and what makes you human.
1: Perfect. So first of all, Tony Martinetti. I'm a insp- the chief inspiration officer at Inspired Purpose Coaching, and I work with accomplished leaders who feel stuck or unfulfilled in their path to creating what they want. Um, I talk a lot about climbing mountains, and I feel like there's an element of you know, our, our navigation of our path in life and in our careers is like climbing a mountain. And sometimes we need somebody to kind of help us along that path, and so that's what I do. I try to help people think about what's next, how to unlock that next level for themselves. That's what I do. And what makes me human, and I love that question, because <laughs> sometimes we need to like check in with ourselves and not be that robot that just continues to stay on this path of the patterns we get stuck in. Mm. What makes me human is this desire to experience all the experiences, the feelings that we have, and to really get uncomfortable in the moments when they're, we're called to just stay in those patterns, to break the patterns of mm what I get stuck in that's what Mm. makes me human
0: I love that answer well thank you for sharing that and Tony um you know would love to hear I know you just recently uh launched a book called uh climbing the right mountain and I think it speaks to your analogy here which I, I love the analogy so can you tell us a little bit about the premise of the book what what got you to a point where you're like "We gotta get this on paper and share it with the world
1: yeah I had heard from so many people in the process of you know the clients and people i had been talking to about navigating their path to this place where they're like i've given up all of my energy all my time with family and then when i got to the top of what my quote unquote mountain is i didn't like the view i didn't like who i became um Mm -hmm. it looked like what i thought was success but it wasn't really a great feeling. I didn't feel fulfilled. And um, the more I heard that story and I was working with them to find different ways to navigate, I had this, this feeling that maybe it was time for me to write something um, to help others, to give them the taste of what it could look like, a different way to, to navigate. And um, that can open them up to exploring deeper. And so that's what the book is really about, is giving them you know, a map. Um, to get started, it's guideposts I call them.
0: <laughs> awesome, yeah, yeah, and it's um, you know I think the the analogy of the mountain is great, and I think that you know when I think about leadership in particular, you don't really arrive, you know, you maybe probably go to one mountain and then you might climb down and then. <laughs> Another mountain, and it's not like you get to Mount Everest and come to the top and say, "All right, I'm done. I've arrived." Yeah. Uh, so, what what is your philosophy on leadership? And you know, this this podcast, of course, as you know, is focused on building more human centric workplaces. So, in that same theme, what what is your what is your uh, philosophy on leadership?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to start by saying my philosophy on leadership is that everyone has to lead themselves first, and mm-hmm. It's not a title, it's actually a, a mindset that we have to engage in where we have to see ourselves as how are we operating? how are we gonna be ourselves? and how are we going to ensure that when we are ourselves, are we going to uh, engage the people around us in in feeling the impact of that leadership? Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about doing it for the reasons of like you know enforcing um, uh, you know an impact on people that is. You know feel my power it's more about feel my um what i really want for you to feel in terms of my who i am mm. you know i often talk about this um this thought about the impact we want to have the ripple effect that what we put out is what we get back so as mm. a leader if you really want to have people show up fully to feel inspired to be motivated then we have to be inspired and motivated and show people that we really care deeply for them. And in return, they do the same for us. And I'm just going to model that in one example. So I recently had uh, a coaching client come to me and say like, Oh, it's so funny the other day. Like I shared this little story about what I did outside of work to one of my, um, one of my, um, uh, my, one of my uh, employees Mm-hmm. And it's funny when I shared that I, you know, I donated my time at a, at a homeless shelter, which I'd never shared with anyone at, at work, the person who, who came back to me and they said, oh my God, I don't think you knew this, but I was homeless once. Mm. And it deepened our connection. It deepened our relationship and it made them see each other on a deeper level. And I think that's exactly why we need to do that in, in the workplace it seems humbling, but at the same time, if you hold that back, then we're not actually being fully human at work.
0: Right, and and that's a, I mean, the vulnerability element of that, I think, is it's such a it's such a paradigm shift. Uh, you know, I work with, um, I also work with leaders and executive teams, and you know, I just see it being permeated throughout the way that we're supposed to act as leaders. You know, I think there's a traditional perspective on uh, being assertive, um, you know, kind of like these masculine type of um, roles, right? And, and, and constructs that I think have shifted more towards, um, you know, kind of a modern view that Actually, you can be courageous and vulnerable, mm. and still be effective. And you can be people-centric and kind, but also be clear. Uh, these are things you can do. You could, you could do all at the same time, and be even more effective.
1: Yeah, I love that. There's a. I often talk about the the context is important. You know, you mm-hmm. know and, and knowing. Building the muscle of knowing what's required in particular context is what the leaders really play with a lot in this process of becoming who they are and the more they become comfortable with who they are at the core, that allows them to show up in their true power um, so when you you know this is a this is a situation that requires me to practice compassion versus this is a a situation that requires me to hold people accountable. And there's Mm -hmm. periods where I have to be both at the same time. And that knowing it, it comes from a place of practicing your muscle of leadership, which sometimes, you know, we don't have it growing up. We don't, it's not immediately innate. So we Mm -hmm. have to start building it. And I think that also comes from building intuition, which is a very, you know, uh, out there topic for a lot of people when they think intuition in business, what it's true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you're working with people, right? You're working yeah. with humans. And so I think you have to be able to, I mean, intuition is a good word, but it's also, I and mean, you heard of emotional intelligence, you've heard, you know, these, all these buzzwords that really come down to, can I take myself out of my biases and my beliefs and, you know, my experiences and put myself into someone else's, yeah. which is is very hard to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To and I think it. that's why it's important to rely on, you know, some of the innate feelings that you've built through your own experiences, but also taking out of your own experiences and saying, what else is going on here? What am I missing? And that's why the context is also so important to look at Like in this situation, if I step away from it and look at it from a different angle,
0: Mm. what
1: is it that I might not be seeing that I need to see? And so it brings me to something I just want to share super quick. And I think this is an element of a lot of the coaching that I do with people, but also in the book, there's um, one of the things I share about self-leadership is uh, expanding your vision and narrowing your focus. Mm.
0: Because
1: oftentimes we get stuck in this place where, We're only seeing what's in front of us, and um, it's not the full view of what's possible and what is. So stepping away, expanding your vision to see more than just what's in front of you. And then once you have that clarity, move forward and execute on what is your narrowed focus. Kind of. No, I love that because I
0: think sometimes as leaders, we get caught up, caught in the sauce or whatever whatever that term is. You know, you're so caught up in, you know, emotionally. From a business perspective, you wow. are going down a path of, um, I think, not taking a step back and seeing the the trees of the forest, or you know, the the high level, like what is actually happening here. What are we what are we aiming for? Um, and and you talk about um, something called flashpoints. Yes. Um, yes. To, and you could explain it much better than I can, but I think to signify these kind of critical events as a part of the journey. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about what a Flashpoint is yes. and then maybe some examples of Flashpoints in your leadership journey that you've experienced?
1: Uh, I'd be thrilled to. Thank you. So the reason why I talk about Flashpoints is because I, um, about a year, well, a little over a year ago, I started a podcast called um, The Virtual Campfire you know the reason why I chose the word you know the the concept of a campfire is because it's so important to connect to how we used to tell stories by the mm. campfire since the beginning of time, and mm. it's funny when I think about how we need to come back together somehow in person and and create those campfire experiences where stories are deeper, more profound, more transformational, and I think. For me, it was this was the best I could do to create Mm. an ambiance of getting people to come around and share their stories of transformation through these things called flashpoints. You know, flashpoints are moments where your gifts were revealed or, you know, illuminated, ignited Mm. through um, these moments in your life. Um, And what I've found is as people hear that concept and they say, wow, I'm going to tell my story through these these flashpoints, um, it's a great thing because at that moment, you, it, it might be something like a slow train coming and then all of a sudden it becomes like a snap of a finger and it happens. Um, but you know, I think when I, let me give you an example and, and it'll kind of bring it to life. Mm-hmm. So I had the moment that was most profound for me, um, was when I had realized that I had to move on from being in the corporate world. And mm-hmm. I was sitting in a boardroom in a biotech company and I was looking around and I saw, um, a lot of people had checked out. They were just like, everyone's looking at their cell phones and there were these two leaders and I've, I noticed that they are, they were serving themselves. They were kind of very much trying to protect their own image of, mm-hmm. of the, they want to be right. They wanted to make sure that what they were saying was, you know, gonna be seen as the truth. And reality, none of what they were saying really mattered. And in truth, everyone around them had checked out because they kind of um, realized that it didn't really matter. All they were doing is protecting their own image. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, I said, I think that this is why, uh, you know, we don't, we're not feeling inspired in this room. We're in a company, in an industry that is meant to be saving people's lives. And here we are wasting our lives, just sitting around. And um, so I had this moment where I said, I think I need to leave. I need to do something different with my life. I don't want to waste my hours any longer doing this. And so I decided to leave the room so I could change the room. The only way I could make that change was to literally remove myself from the environment that I had been exposing myself to for so many years. You know, I really have a strong believer that in the wrong environment, we adapt to the wrong environment. Toxic mm. environments, they have a tendency to have us, because we're humans are amazing, right? We, we adapt to the environment that we, that we live in. Yes. Good or bad. And so I decided at that moment that I needed to leave so that I could get out of that, look at it from the outside, and then think of ways to change the environment from the outside.
0: Mm.
1: And that's what I did. I was scared as all heck because I had no plan.
0: <laughs> that is oh, wow, what an amazing uh, flashpoint and I love the I love the um, the connection to the campfire and I mean when I think about flashpoint I think about like that you know that um, that flicker you know something that happens in the fire that just you know it it ignites you yeah. and that is uh, I think a brilliant way to think about our career journey and especially as leaders, uh, you know, which is kind of a higher calling and what we want to do for the world, the legacy that we want to leave, leave, leave and lead. And um, I think the story that you've mentioned are, illustrates it perfectly. And I think even, you know, not everyone's story is, is leaving the corporate world, but, you know, there's a lot of stories of entrepreneurship, people who are within companies and who have flashpoints and see an opportunity for change.
1: I love that you say that because that's one of the things that when I share that story, I'm always like, I want to caveat by saying like, this is not for the faint of heart. It's not for everybody. (laughs) And, um, and I definitely don't want everyone who comes to me to think like, oh, this guy's going to get me to leave my company. No, I mean, I want people to feel like they're, 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 the light is on inside of them, that they're, that they're coming to work, feeling something. And sometimes it means that they just have to, to see their work in a different way than they have in the past. And that happens. Sometimes you lose the passion for what we do because we don't see it in the way we initially saw it. And Mm. so starts by really kind of thinking differently about the work. And that might be all you need to do is just put the light back on.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, I think, um, having a realization that maybe the the toxicity or the whatever situation you're in, you've adapted to it and it's not normal. So that's why I think leadership development, um, getting a coach like yourself is so important because it provides the outside perspective, the objective view of what else is going on in the world and what you can be experiencing. I think sometimes we stay in jobs. We stay in relationships. We stay in roles that are not right for us. And Mm. to your point, you know, work does not have to be the thing you dread and then come home to when you're a completely different person. It can be integrated together.
1: Mm. Yeah. This uh, question I often get asked and I'll, you know, just share an insight here. People often ask me like, when, how do I know when I'm on the wrong mountain?
0: Mm. And
1: you know, the most classic um, uh, answer to that I often give is that like, well, you know, you know, you're in the wrong mountain. If like next week you have nothing that you look forward to, if there's nothing in your calendar that like in in the, you know, that you've planned for next week has, has you lit up at all? Mm. That's problematic.
0: Yeah. So Tony, just to kind of wrap things up. I mean, I think we talked a lot about, about a lot of things. (laughs) Um, I mean, a lot of deep um, self-reflective topics like self-leadership and, how you can, um, you know, create or identify these flashpoints and these moments that, you know, change the course of of your path. So is there anything else just that you want to mention um, as far as your leadership journey or things that you've gathered along the way that would uh, would benefit the rest of the audience?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, one of the things that. I experienced before Before coming to that moment where I left the corporate world that there were a lot of periods where I put myself in a box and define myself based on the title, based on the role that I had. And um, I wish I had like come to the realization earlier about like, we shouldn't define ourselves by what we do. Um, yeah. There's so many things that you can you can create, you can be without the titles, without the, you know, like I was in finance, I was doing finance and strategy roles in an amazing industry. And ultimately, when I would say, Oh, I'm in finance, I would sometimes like, know it deep down, like, I'm not really meant to be doing this, but this is what I do. And so immediately I had to think about like, what does a finance person do? Oh, you know, how should a finance person act? And then, like, how should I show up? And Oh, I should be more analytical, and this and the other thing. So all these things start to to come into my view about like, how should I fit myself into the box of a finance professional? Mm. And I think that is where a lot of people go wrong. It's like, no, be you, like be who you wanna be. And no matter how that might manifest, like it's great to really allow yourself to be free to be authentically you. And even if that means that in your world of being in finance or being a lawyer or being whatever it is that you don't fit in that's fine totally fine maybe it's telling you something
0: hmm. yeah i i love that um authenticity is such a important piece of leadership i i believe and you know authenticity in the sense of having authenticity but also empathy because you know being you can't be you know i hear a lot of people a lot of leaders say well that's just my that's my that's my style that's how i do things and I'm, wow. That's, that's authentic, but are you also being empathetic towards other people, which is a key part of leadership? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's an important point.
1: I love that you brought that up. Cause that's an, you know, that's, yeah, it's one thing to say to be you and to be authentic, but also it can't be at the detriment of like, you know, uh, causing havoc on other people's lives or putting other people in disposition or making other people feel, you know, it has to be, there has to be an edge of kindness and compassion to others. Yeah. You know?
0: Just don't oh. be an asshole. That's it. Yes, exactly.
1: There's a no <laughs> asshole rule here. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, definitely.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Well, Tony, I am so appreciative of you joining us and sharing your insight and a little sneak peek into your leadership journey. I know you do this with other leaders, so we will be sure to include in the show notes um, the name of your book, um, Climbing the Right Mountain, and your podcast. virtual campfire, and then also all your links. So if folks want to get in contact with you and develop their own leadership, uh, they can do that.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Angela. This was fantastic. really had a fun time.
0: Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it.